0: Since the pandemic, we've been made grossly aware of the inaccurate and the immoral things that the public school system has been teaching our children and our grandchildren. And it's up to us as parents to cultivate the hearts and minds and souls of our children toward what is good, toward what is right, beautiful and true. And the public school system, unfortunately, has not been working with us, but actively working against us. In my opinion, the public school system has become public enemy number one. Public enemy number one. Public enemy number one. Public enemy number one. I think you need to see the movie because you may be wondering, what can I do about it? How can I be part of the solution? The homeschool awakening will give you answers. We need to take back the education of our children because whoever controls the textbooks controls the future. Whoever's shaping the hearts and minds and souls of our children will determine whether or not we live in a free country. So what you want what you want you want so what you want to what you want
1: you what you want to what you want what you want to what you want why are you crying
2: and why are you wearing that
1: old dress Because I just heard a song on the radio that reminded me of the way we were. What was it? Where we were. Somebody call 911. Shoddy fire burning on the dance floor.
0: The Republicans seem to support one fella.
1: Some guy named Brandon.
0: He's having a really good year. And I'm kind of happy for him.
2: Winslow Tea broadcast booth in rainy, damn rainy, <laughs> rainy damn rainy Bushwick Brooklyn. I'm John Reed. You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, and this is Race to the Bottom, baby. Yeah. My opening monologue, as always, is sponsored by Winslow Tea. I'm drinking it right now. Mmm. Ah. That's getting to the lukewarm territory. Cough button. And if it's
1: lukewarm,
2: it's like a quiet storm. Please hashtag your tea drinking experiences with hashtag how you know and steep into the conversation. And we're going to need some real conversation steepage today because uh, two weeks in a row, I am guestless. Guestless Whisper, the, the great Wham song. Shout out to uh, Colette, who's, who uh, is... His life, life is uh, coming fast, and sending, um, sending send uh, our best to her as she uh, deals with some things. We will have Colette back on this uh, show as 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 soon as possible, our resident historian. But yeah, I'm gonna need uh, I'm gonna need your feedback. You can hop on the Discord chat. You can hit me up on uh, Mike Zuckerberg's Twitter or uh, who's that cool who's the cool guy the cool one <laughs> the free speech one right guys have you ever thought about free speech it's just such a simple topic. Should just be free speech. I'm kind of an absolutist. Yeah, but um (laughs) I need uh I need your 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 feedback. Hit me hit me up on the socials, tweet me, text me. Uh and, and we can make this thing collaborative. A collab, as they say in the rap game. Because you know what? I've come to the conclusion that. You know when people start out a, a, a sentence like, with, I've come to the conclusion that? How many like famous, if you go to like brainyquote.com, everybody wants to get, the, get their thoughts on brainyquote.com with, I've come to the conclusion that. I've come to the. Conclusion that let's see what what are the top quotes for I've come to the conclusion that guestless sung to the tune of Lady Smith Oh yeah Guestless 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 Moonlight sleeping on a midnight lake Guest list, and it's not, you're not on the guest list. I've come to the conclusion that there are no set rules in life, it's like the uh, NPR, This I Believe. That was cool. You got the freaking Deacon wanting me to play some, uh, Fat Boys in the mashup. The, the Fat bo- Crush Groove will go in the next mashup, freaking Deacon. I already have it, uh, cued. I had a, I had a busy week. Crush, I'm making sure it's there. Crush Groove, Fat Boys. I don't know what, the freaking Deacon is on a, uh, major Fat Boys kick my first music purchases that I I made on my own recognizance I went to tracks and uh, wards corner norfolk virginia r.i.p. and I bought two 45s it's called a 45 when it's a, a single um record is that what a 45 is I bought fat boys and chubby checker do the twist um can't remember what was on the b side of that but then i bought a split single with of of whitney houston one side i want to dance with somebody which then later in my life became my uh wasn't that our our, uh our dance song our dance number at my wedding i think it was And then, uh, The Greatest Love of All on the other side. Anyway, I've come to the conclusion that this show is, uh, this show does something original. It's not like the backwash that you get. You know, like backwash? You're drinking somebody else's, uh, you know. You know what backwash is. That's what. That's what half of these shows are like. I'm not naming names, but you got uh, you got people out here trying to. Uh, let's do it. Let's play music on a theme. We got the we got the show, We got the best show bar none. You remember Bar None chocolate bars? We got the we got the, because we have the funniest uh, audience member. Let me just flatter flatter you listeners. We got the the funniest audience members. We're like a we're like a great Chappelle concert comedy concert. <laughs> that was. Look, horrible that that uh, Chappelle was attacked by some crazy person. But man, so Dave Chappelle gets on stage and is uh, some guy comes at him. Good thing that Dave Chappelle's been uh, got like. Is joining the the ranks of the of the buff comedians. My fate you know, we've talked about this before. Set the jokes aside and pick up a uh, a dumbbell, a barbell. So he gets he gets a bum rushed on the stage. And then his his crew stands around in a circle and obliterates this guy. So I'm glad. Vi- I'm glad what we're taking away from this is that uh, you know violence is wrong. As uh, people post pictures of they they like broke this guy's arm. Like, uh, what do they call it? Like when uh, a group of people beat up a person, they jumped him. Well, I guess it's not a jump. <laughs> if, you're, uh, if you see the person coming at you, there's a, a degree of surprise in getting jumped, right? But I loved... I, I watched a, a little uh, grainy video of, of it. I actually watched it on mute, because... Sometimes if you know you're going to be triggered by something, you can watch it on mute. Dave Chappelle's uh, attacked on stage. What's the first joke he says? Guess. Wow. Okay, I, I'm going to take your guesses at what Dave Chappelle said. But touchdown. I, sh- I, uh, I shouldn't have... Be careful what you wish for. I got this guy Touchdown in the chat, in the Discord chat, coming at me again. I don't know why this guy listens to the show. He said his, I guess his son listens to it. Touchdown says, I've come to the conclusion that that the show is hosted by another diseased lib who sucks at baseball, by the way. How do you know that? Thanks for being one of our innocent kids. Guess he need an injection into your agenda. Wow. So, I was talking about, uh, last week about um, my baseball team. I guess touchdown, touchdown Son plays on the Catholic team we played? That doesn't... He said he was from Maine last time. I think this guy's winding me up. So uh, the guesses are in. Yes, when Dave Chappelle was attacked on stage, the first thing he did say was, It was a trans man! Just great. I'm glad he's he's growing as a person. You know it's growing? It's our mashup count. We're on to mashup 101. And I know what you want to know, what was in that thing? This is Reclusive by Reed Anderson. Give me, give me one second. heard from uh, Kirk Cameron who uh, told us about the uh, about his new movie The Homeschool Revolution Homeschool Revolution which goes well with uh, the Jefferson Airplane song I always thought that that song was counter revolution But it's got a revolution. And then the volunteers, then they do the... I don't like the part of the song where they're like, volunteers! But I like the part where I think they're saying counter-revolution. A lot of counter-revolutionaries out there these days. But uh, Kirk Cameron seems to be doing well, making movies for the Lord trying to bring things back to the the way they were I need to do a whole show on the jerk who can I do that with such a good movie you could never make a movie like the jerk these days I just heard a song on the radio that reminded me of the way we were. What was that? The way we were. I'd say about 10% of of my humor and therefore the humor of this show is jerk based. And uh, I can raise my hand because I'm sure of that. We heard raise your hand if you're sure. My wife uh, put that in my head. The song um, Shorty Fire Burning on the Dance Floor has, has been floating around in the ether and, the, and that found its way into the mashup. And then Biden's uh, Brandon joke from the correspondence dinner, I thought it was pretty funny. They say a guy named Brandon's having a good year, and I didn't. I didn't put any Trevor Noah in the uh, in this mashup because I'm going to do a whole <laughs> um. A whole mashup just dedicated to to Trevor Noah's masterful correspondence dinner routine. It's always g- never a, a, a better word to diminish someone's comedy by calling it a routine. <laughs> Speaking of, um, late night hosts, still looking for somebody that to, uh, be my Corden-spondent. As I said last week, you know, we're all dealing in our own way with the news that James Corden is is wrapping up his his um, masterful 8-year run on the late late show. And I thought in in Alex Trebek style we would all get really into that final run. As uh, James Corden sloughs off this mortal coil. What's the verb? Shuffle shuffle off this more yeah. James Corden is is uh, not long for this world, and he's gonna wrap up his, his show. And I thought we could have a correspondent to to uh, fill us in on on what's going on. Uh, I think he's his last show is like in October. So if you uh, if you'd like that position, you could be like speaking of uh, Trevor Noah, you, you could be like our Jordan Klepper reporting on on um you know the dark side of things As long as I'm tying up loose ends, I have I have something that I've I've been meaning to do for a while now, and it's a recommendation. So I don't know, I never knew who this guy, Gerard Carmichael, is. Um, But we saw that he had a new uh, stand-up special on, on HBO, and watched it. Uh, this is—I've just had such such a, a, a full deck on the on the program that I haven't gotten around to tell you about this. But um, if you haven't watched it, Rothaniel was this Gerard Carmichael special on on HBO, and I it's I felt like it was the best uh, stand up thing I'd I'd seen in a while, and it's not it's a very confessional show. It's it's in a I think he did it at the Blue Note, and you know he he's kind of sitting down for most of it, um, and he talks uh. Basically, he 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 comes out during the during the show. Uh, comes out as, as gay, and um, kind of talks through things. Also talks through his his family secrets. It's kind of quite a um, interesting series of family secrets that he kind of uncovers and then leads to his own and it's um and and you know and then he kind of talks through as a as a black man from a really kind of uh traditional christian upbringing talks about what it's been like to kind of come out to his family um but it's it's funny and it's, it's compelling. And it made me... I was trying to wonder why I connected with, with it so much. Trying to figure that out. Um, I have, haven't had to uh, come out in my life, necessarily. <laughs> but I... So I was like, "What is it?" and and I think that it it's the it's the f- the feeling of of being excluded that I've I've felt in um, not my nu- nuclear family, but my extended family because of because of religion. Has kind of has uh, fractured, and in in a way uh, like our, in a way you kind of come out as as a non non believer when you're from kind of an evangelical background. Again, not my parents, but well, they they are, and it's that kind of uh, that exclusion. That uh, outside looking in kind of thing that that happens when you, you feel like you you're, you're never things are never going to be the same between you and your uncles aunts cousins grandparents because of your beliefs or lack thereof. yeah, but so the, I, I, that was my personal thing with it but but I'd be interested in, in you all from the from the race to the bottom community what what you think of Rothaniel, Gerard Carmichael. Chris McGregor's Brotherhood of Breath. be back in a second. So how about those Mets? Before I talk about the Mets, what what's it? What's the weather like in in your area? Is this uh, is this just not worth talking about? We have had in New York City, where we do 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 the show from New York City. Maybe you've heard of it. This spring, we had like one nice day on Thursday. We took the baseball team out. I've been... uh, I talked last week about how I'm uh, assistant coach of the baseball team. But I've... This week I've been (laughs) promoted... To head coach. Because our head coach is out with the coronavirus... Still happening. I know a bunch of people with uh, with COVID right now. So uh, stay safe. How long can uh, I ride this? You know, because I got it really bad. It's kind of seeing conflicting things about what what kind of immunity I might have and when it might wear off. I guess. I guess so. It's BA one, BA two, BA Baracus. All these different variants. The BA Baracus variant is uh, guys. That's a joke about um, a team. The A team. That's Mister T's character, and the A team is BA Baracus. Mister T's been a, a big co. Uh, uh, vaccine advocate maybe we could name a variant after him would that be an insult if you're I don't know we we'll have to get Mr. T on the show but I don't know I don't know if I win my hopefully it would be one thing if you know you could say oh everybody's gonna get it we'll get this thing over with but but Man, you can get it again? How's it end then? Anyway, I've been the head coach this week. And I was talking to you guys last week about how we... um, My kids run from the ball if it's hit towards them. Or often thrown towards them. Got a bunch of knucklehead uh, baseball novices. But we went to Randall's Island on Thursday, and it was a beautiful day, and we played a scrimmage, and, uh, I think we're getting slightly better, and, and we are playing this week, on Tuesday, we are playing the United Nations School Eunice, and it's our, it's our only hope, we're, we're like Prince's layup up in here. Um our only hope <laughs> people are going off in the in the chat we got we got gifts from the jerk we got actual photo of John getting the, the call to that I'm going to be the head coach it's it's the manager from major league the freaking deacon saying But we've also been playing this other game where I think that this is genius. I want to patent this. Instead of <laughs> instead of worrying about uh, like pitching and hitting, because I know once our our pitcher gets up there, it's going to be throwing tons of balls. Everybody's just going to walk, and our kids can't hit anyway. I figure f- triage first things first. We got to make sure these kids can throw and catch with a little bit more accuracy. So I've been doing these scrimmages where I I put the guys and uh and and gals on 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 two teams, try to even them even out the teams a little bit, and then when someone's quote unquote up to bat, they just have the the baseball. They stand on home plate, and they can throw <laughs> they can throw it wherever they want. Uh, they can throw a ground ball. They can throw a pop up. They can even throw a bunt because we have a catcher standing right there too, and then they run, as if that was their hit. And uh, it's it's uh, I think it's working uh, somewhat to get them a little bit more comfortable with because these kids have never had that that experience of throwing a baseball in the backyard with with pops, right? Their uncle or their aunt, who's evangelical, and then disowns them. <laughs> um, but the Mets, on the other hand, they keep amazing the uh, the, the viewer, which is is often me. I think it was the same Thursday. So that same Thursday, get back from doing a scrimmage on Randall's Island. Make dinner and then put on the Mets game. Put on the Mets game and... uh, It's already 7-0. Phillies are... are, are Or 7-1, perhaps. I'm like, I can't. I just... I've just been watching a bunch of... Losers. (laughs) try to play baseball I can't deal with this I turn it off my wife says you gotta be there in thick and thin I'm not tonight I can't do this so I go I go to bed early call it a night put on my headphones and I listen to revolutions podcast following uh, following Simon Bolivar and this guy Gregor McGregor Man, this story... Mike Vago, if you're listening... Who host of Why Is This Not A Movie... I've got my... Uh, I've got my Why Is This Not A Movie... This guy, Gregor McGregor... This guy is crazy... He... Uh, he hopped from one place to another... Uh, try, at first he tried to like take over Florida... Saying he was going to liberate Florida... From the from the the Spaniards, the Spaniards are like what? Uh, like thirty people trying to take like an island off the coast of Florida and act like you've, you've ta- overtaken Florida. They come in, they they uh, they squash they squash the hopes of this. But this guy Gregor McGregor jumps jumps uh jumps ship no jumps on a ship and escapes. Then it happens again somewhere in Panama. He says oh we're going to take over Panama. He gets get some people to help him. And and then they get squashed in like a day, but he he escapes. He does it 3 times like that. <laughs> Keeps acting like he's going to be this great liberator. I don't know even what his end game was with this. And then the people he's he's convinced to uh, try to quote unquote liberate these places get uh, get killed or thrown in jail, and he's off to the next thing. Then this guy Gregor McGregor makes makes up a uh, a country. Kid you not, he makes up a country in in like uh, I guess he said it's like close to like. It's Central America. He said it was like close to uh, Honduras and Belize. I forgot the name of the the country he said existed. But in the old world there they start to get excited about like speculation and like I guess colonialism for for these new territories in in the Americas. And he gets all these investors. He's like if you guys come on over, you can help me. He says I'm a prince in this in this in this country, and I can hook you up. We're going. We'll take take this place over. You can have this lavish lifestyle. He writes this whole tract about this place in uh, this made up country, Gregor McGregor. Um, made up country. What did he call this place? Con man who pulled off history's most aud- audacious scam. He's, he's scamming all these British people. This is insane. Poirier. He said he was, uh, he was a prince of this place, Poirier, and he wrote this whole book about how amazing Poirier is. The water of Poyer he said, was so pure it could quench any thirst. And it, as if that weren't enough, chunks of gold lined the riverbeds. So he gets all these gullible British people to, uh, to join him in Poyer And then they, they sail across the ocean. The place doesn't even exist. And they're they're going to like the mosquito coast of Honduras or something, they're, and the people are like, "What are you? What are you guys doing? You guys have to, you're gonna die." It's yes, yes, Salim Penny. It's Firefest, basically. This guy's the f- proto Firefest, dude. So they anyway, obviously. And then he gets he 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 gets all these people on this on the coast of this island the Mosquito Coast. Good movie by the way. Harrison Ford Mosquito Coast. He gets them all there. And they they basically all die of malaria and then he's out again. Gregor McGregor sails back to uh, England. They try to track him down for fraud. He goes to Paris then he blames it all on some other dude the other dude goes to jail and Gregor McGregor ends up just living the less the rest of his life a free man never facing consequences they estimate in his life he could responsible for the death of like 500 to a thousand people and all of his different schemes so anyway I'm learning about Gregor McGregor as as you just did on the revolutions podcast Cough button. Then I t- I say, let-, let me look at this Mets score. The Mets came back. They came back. It was seven one. They win eight seven. I go out and, uh, uh, My wife's still on the couch. I I turn the game on. What? The Mets had this no hitter. They've comebacks. This is uh we gotta get Howie back on the show. And I forgot when we had Howie back on the on the show to to talk about the the season. I forgot to play his intro music. This is how we do it. <laughs> Donald McDonald. Yes. Yeah, and the and the the, the name is too good gregor mcgregor did i just tell the whole story so what am i gonna do if i go on the the, why is this not a movie podcast well we got to figure out who's gonna direct and star but i went to a mets game on on sunday And I, I decided I'm gonna, I'm gonna splurge. I, I got myself nice tickets right up behind the the dugout. And yes, Jay Clarkson says baseball is a simple game. You would think so, but it's, it's, uh, it's not if you. Uh, It's like English being a simple language. It's not, not so much if you didn't grow up with it. I know what you're saying. See the ball, hit the ball. Catch the ball, throw the ball. I want to learn how to play cricket. Before the pandemic, I was going to join a cricket team. Hang out with a bunch of... uh Australian, British, South Asian people be fun. So I go to this game, and it's totally different to go to a baseball game. You see it up close, man. It's a it's unbelievable that anybody can hit, can even hit a ball. And I go to see this guy Max Scherzer pitch for the Mets. Mad Max. This guy has has one blue eye, one brown eye, and um, they say he's he's a psychopath, in the best way possible. He paces around. Usually, when a, a pitcher's pitching, when it's not their, when they're not pitching, they just uh, have a seat. Max Scherzer paces, flips out. He's hungry and he wants to pitch the whole game. They, they you got to drag him out of the game. But the reason I wanted to uh, bring this up, not just to brag about having my nice seats. Oh yeah, it's the it's the Derby. Anybody have any Derby tips for uh, for the freaking Deacon? He's he said he's gonna place a wager i have no i don't even know who's who's in it are are, uh, the bulls celtics but since we're getting back into um into the flow of life you know when you're you're seated at a at a show and um the seats are close, and so to if somebody wants to get by, you have to stand up. I've noticed this in my life, and I just want to call this out when people act like they're like, okay, I'm, I need to get by, and they they stand there and they. Um, I understand that they want to like get by as quickly as possible to not disrupt your thing. And they start to like move into your knee like they're gonna, they wanna speed up the transaction. You gotta give me a second to stand up. I was, uh, I did, these people trying to pa- pass me every second. Wow. I got some, I got hecklers today. Listener August said, I like John Reed's voice, but what he's saying is kind of boring. Thanks, August. Baseball is boring. That's why these people are getting up to go go get uh, chicken wings. Chicken, not, they don't do wings at the game. Chicken tenders. Every five seconds, somebody's passing me for a, a beer or a chicken tender. Like, it's like they're getting their chicken tenders one by one. Go up to the counter for another tender. I want another tender. But there was this dad and son behind me. <laughs> At the game. And the... Uh, such a weird relationship, you could tell. The son the, the, the dad was older and the son I could tell from their conversation that the the, the the dad was I guess retired and the son was kind of is kind of financially taking care of this dad. Couldn't get the exact contours of their relationship, but the dad uh the, the son tells the dad it was like a role reversal. The son tells the dad um, dad, you can't just leave on all the air conditioning. I walked into the place. All every AC was on all over the uh, all over the the apartment. Dad, you can't do that. Dad was like, "It was I was I was hot." I know, dad, but you got to turn turn off the AC." He kept berating his dad about turning off the AC when he leaves the apartment. For an inning and a half, I'm like, watch the game, and then and then uh, <laughs> and then the dad starts saying, starts dropping hints. Oh, I'm sure I'm getting kind of hungry. All right, Dad. It's like withholding food from his dad. I don't know what. The, you gotta give the your dad's if you're in charge of the purse strings. You gotta give him some walking around money. Finally, the son go goes to get the um, goes to get some food, and just I'm sitting there next to the dad. and then the son comes back with food the son eats his whole hot dog or whatever and then the dad finally gets up the nerve to say did you get me anything son says yeah it's it's in this bag and he hands him this bag and he's there's french fries and there's a hot dog in there he didn't even give it to him when he came the make his dad ask, but the son was this kind of guy. He was starting the. uh He got a big kick out of starting the "Let's Go Mets" chants. This he would stand up and just start going, "Let's Go Mets, Let's Go," and just, would do <laughs> would do it by himself for as long as it took until like. The, our section and then like it felt like the whole stadium Um, said you know stood, joined in the chant it's a weird weird relationship and then there's this guy Luis Guillorme who's on the Mets and everybody has a, a walk up song Every time you go up to bat, you you choose which song plays for you, and the the guy from the uh, this guy Lu- Luis Giormi has the Louis 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 the song from Louie. Well, I know it has a life pre pre wonder if Luis Guillorme is a big Louis C.K. fan. I hate my, my daughter. My daughter is so dumb. But I just spent the whole time... This is... A lot of people were, uh, you know, I, like I said, trying to get by me. And I, I just was trying to figure out, how can I be the best audience member? When is the optimal time for me to to go get food or a beverage where I'm not going to disrupt other people? What does that say about me? I spent half the game thinking about how I'm going gonna... what to... What if they always sit behind... Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't have season tickets for this nice... Uh, nice seats mom I think that's a also yeah these these tickets were uh, a little dear as they say I guess the the, the, the son doesn't uh, mind cracking open the wallet for his, his take his dad to a baseball game but if the food food situation and the AC is an, another matter altogether. If you're listening to this uh, this dear show on your on your computer, you can download the app for your Android or your iPhone. It works great. It's free. You can go to the uh, RadioFreeBrooklyn.com uh, or org. Is it com or org? I think they both work. And hit the green donate button. We survive and thrive off listener donations from listeners just like you. Just like you, they're uh, they're doing the, the exact same. What are you doing right now? Having some cinnamon toast? They're they're also <laughs> having cinnamon toast. That's how similar they are. And they're donating. And um, can I be interviewed, Elsie? Um, yeah. Dot com. Like, come on and donate, right? Right? Yeah, Elsie, we'll have you on on the show uh, one of these days. That sounds great. Speaking of who's going to be on the show, next week we have uh, guitarist extraordinaire Shane Parrish. Um, His album Liverpool is amazing, and it's based on uh, Moby Dick, the book. You know, Moby Dick. And then uh, Dr. Lisa back in studio then uh tom de maybe we'll talk about the jerk me and tom then we're going to do a a crime talk bk which is the show coming up next we're going to do a um like a crossover episode like when um what are the great crossover episodes like when the whole family ties came on the cosby show i don't know if that happened um yeah we so I so Joanna and maybe Megan are going to come for the hour with me and then I'm going to stay on the show for an hour with them that'll be fun Then um going to if uh if all systems are go we're going to have uh Ben Feinberg back on the show speaking of revolutions which I talked about earlier we're going to talk about the um Mexican Revolution and then I'm super excited to have Scott Bunn from Run That Back, Mike Vago from uh, Why Is This Not a Movie, and Matt Pogoshnik, uh, CEO of Costco, are, are all going to be on the show together. And uh, I, have some, I have some ideas about what, what we might do um, so uh, yeah, you got that to look forward to. Oh, and speaking of looking forward to things, Friday, May twentieth, seven thirty, Bar Frida. Rock and roll. Uh, seventh grade girl fright, dirt bikes, barrette, Castle Black at Bar Frida. Um, ten dollars at the door. Let's go rock out. And um, what else? And happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. My my, my mom especially. I um, hope, hope you got your uh, your flowers. Gonna uh, wrap things up with a uh, little PM Dawn. I was getting a pedicure, and uh, this was song was playing. Yeah, I get pedicures. Self-care, guys. Haven't gotten your flowers yet. Well, they're on their way. Um... Should get there today, Mom. I'm gonna go see uh, Trolius and Cressida at the um, at Juilliard. If you wanted some good entertainment in New York for cheap, go see uh, go see some at Juilliard. It's like five bucks. These people are talented. All right, uh, Shane Parrish. Next week, Crime Talk BK coming up. Thanks for hanging out. Peace. Hello? Oh, that's why.
1: Is it my turn to wish you were lying here? Yeah. I tend not dream. Turn to fiction as my world or even imagine your emotions. I tell myself anything, yeah. Is it my turn to hold you by your hands? I tell you I love you, And you hear me. Is it my turn to totally understand to watch you walk out of my life? a baby, if I have to take all oh, that I have anything that